Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, February 8th. In this episode, Manchester United play well for them for a half and then crash out of the FA Cup in the fourth round. Kitty Minster have their hearts ripped out twice in one game by West Ham. That was cruel. But first, Mike, are Spurs back in the no. in the baby Dushiko of Brighton versus uh versus 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 Spurs? I thought uh you guys were good. You got yeah, lucky, we maybe we good, were. maybe no, lucky. No, 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 no. Uh, definitely a little bit of luck. Brighton certainly had some chances, but no, I don't. This is the thing I hate about European football and the shit media. No, Tottenham are not back. Yes, Tottenham are still shit. Yes, they still have a chance to get in the top four. Yes, they might win the FA Cup. All of those things are still undeniably true, right? All right. The thing that happened was this was the first game since the transfer window shut. And uh, as we covered, they got rid of a lot of the dead wood. My beloved uh, Deli included, but more so Giovanni Lo and Tangi and Dombele, guys who either couldn't hack it, didn't want to be there, had bad luck, injuries, all this shit. The fans were just over them. And I, if you've listened to the show once, you've heard me complain about Tangi and Dombele, and not even because he sucks. It's because he's actually incredibly talented. So, yes, this was a paradigm-shifting win because the, the 11 that Antonio Conte put out there knew that there is a target on literally everybody's back in the club. Maybe not Kane. He's probably the only one. But everybody is on notice. Perform, do as I say, or you will not play. And then in the summer, you will not be here, right? Yeah. So I thought Sun, too, made a huge difference. Huge. And I was going to say huge difference. And I did not realize when we were doing the preview, if I did, I would have said bet on them. Uh, (laughs) Cuddy Romero was great. Uh, it's three. really good to have him back. Yeah. And then, uh, and he kind of just settles everything down. And then uh, obviously having Sonny to play the Robins at Kane's Batman is, is massive. Right. So um, even if he's not having a, a, a sunlight year, um, despite injuries or whatever. Yeah. Having him be a threat takes it, it inherently makes Kane better. Even if they're just standing on the field at the same time, because you have one more thing to think about. Right. And we're um, going to, we're going to do that. I've got, I feel I'm itching to do scores. Do some scores. I'm going to rev up. Here we go. <sighs> scores. We start from Friday. Here we go. Manchester United won. Middlesbrough won. Sancho scores a first half goal. United are back for 40 minutes, and then they're not. Middlesbrough and Chris Wilder, I told you, I told you, I told you. They pull it out 8-7 on penalties. They don't miss a penalty. Middlesbrough goes through on a handball goal from the the venerable Duncan Watmore comes back from Sunderland in my brain. We discussed it. Spurs were good against Brighton. Basuma was good, like I said, but the two goals early, the first one from Kane was really good. The Solly March own goal. I don't know how Royal got that goal, but I thought second half, I was worried for you. I thought that maybe Brighton might get back in it. Cambridge, nil. Luton Town, three. Don't know about those people. Norwich, defeat Wolverhampton Wanderers. Weird and not weird. Wolverhampton giving up only one goal and not scoring. Very, very normal. Yes! Stoke defeat fucking Wigan. Fuck off! <laughs> Goodbye, Wigan. Uh, Stuart Armstrong with the goal of the round. Southampton, two. Coventry City, one. Goodbye, Sky Blues. We love all our Sky Blue friends. Peterborough United, last in the championship. Defeat Queen's Park Rangers, who are in a chance for the playoffs. But they get United. They get City next. Ooh. City four. Uh, Fulham one. Carvalho scored in the first five minutes. One of my sons also uh, being noticed by Liverpool. He was fucking amazing. Fulham came to play, but then just got 
cityed. Uh, Huddersfield Town over Barnsley. Don't know, don't care. Oh, Everton, four under Frank Lampard. Brentford, one. Tony got a penalty. But uh, this is a change. Uh, I believe that Everton scored four goals for the first time in three years. Uh, another one of my sons, Alisi, brings uh, Crystal Palace through. They win 2-0. Kitty Minster Harriers, one. West Ham, two. That was fucking cruel. West Ham, tie it in the 91st minute. Win it in the 120th minute. I talk about pain. It gives my arm stands up. Chelsea, two. Plymouth Argyle, one. Plymouth Argyle had a penalty in extra time. The taker's legs were shaking. Poor bastard was so afraid in front of the shed end. Boreham Wood, the lowest ranked team. Non-league. Defeat AFC Bournemouth. Wow. That's a big one. Nottingham Forest. Oh, two-time European champions. Defeat in a derby. A, such a big derby that one of the fans went on the field and punched someone in the face. Yeah, Lester we'll talk about that. One. But this is more about Rodgers kind of done with his team and Liverpool play the kids just like City and they defeat Cardiff with no problem. Where do you want to go, Mike? Let's talk about Nottingham Forest and Leicester because that was something unique. We had a fan run. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look right in the camera. We had a fan run on the field from Leicester and attack the celebrating goal huddle, if you will, of the Nottingham Forest players. He got a which, full right hand on the guy. To which they turned around and their their genuine shock was 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 coming through, right? But like, yeah. I'm sort of glad. I'm I'm of two minds of this. I'm sort of glad that they didn't be like, right, let's fucking jump them because there might have been more guys coming. That like that gone badly. That could have got really <laughs> weird because it might have yeah. it would have quickly become like eleven versus ten thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, like, I kind of wanted to see that guy get the fuck beaten out of him. Like, yeah. I really was like, yo, listen, first of all, you run on the field. And, and there's like a – there seems to be like a cultural – like it's a, it's a thing or it has become a thing where people are sending not just the, their, like their drunk selves. Like that's a, that's a whole one category. But they're like encouraging their kids to go run over to like Cristiano Ronaldo and like get a picture with him or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, dude. Yeah. I mean, it it has been a season of crazy fandom, especially in France. But this has happened before, I believe, in when Aston Villa was still in the championship. Jack Grealish got punched in the back of the head by a Birmingham City supporter. And he was was just uh, like, oh, that was weird. I thought it was no, Millwall. it was not Millwall. It was Birmingham. It was a derby. Right, 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 right. So this is a derby. This is a Midlands derby. And. Nottingham Forest have a lot of history and a lot of fans. They're still probably the biggest team in the championship. Huge team. Um, but they really kicked the shit out of Leicester, yeah. who are really fragile right now. Like, mm-hmm. they scored. They played well in the first 10, 15 minutes. One goal went in, and Leicester completely fell apart. Then they just sort of – then it was all Nottingham Forest the rest of the way. They scored three goals in nine minutes in a period in the first half, and things just – Fell apart from there. So, Goals, but yeah, all in the first half. Schnigmichael, Johnson, and Worrell, and Lester. Schnigmichael five times fast. Um, I think it's Snicker Nagel. Wow, I uh, had it very wrong. I um, <laughs> Lester. To put it in American sports terms, Lester feel like an NFL team that is like three and seven, and it's like well. We're not going to make the playoffs, even if we went out. We're 
not gonna go all the way down. We're not gonna have a top five pick. We don't have, have really a, anything to. I've to got play another for. analogy for that. You know what they are? They're a losing Super Bowl team the next season. Those yeah. teams are never good. They never come back. Right. They never play well again. Like, right. it, or it feels that way. Like, feels very Atlanta Falcons after, after both the their Super three. Bowls that they yeah. lost. Right? Well, like, yeah, that's true. Just kind of, you're like, they're good. I like them. Is the coach actually good? Maybe not. They kind of feel like the Eagles after Peterson won. They like they've got this. Their best up, player left to free and They're agency. just like, what the fuck? We we're kind of like this. We're done. Like we're we've made it right. Yeah. So Rogers takes them to these two top five finishes that in and of themselves are amazing, but they're they slipped at the end both times with mm-hmm. Rogers and it's a little bit weird the slipping. Uh, both days losing it on the last <laughs> day of the season. But last season, they won an FA Cup, a huge deal for Leicester. Sure. They win the league. But it's – and Rodgers, after this game, is just like players think that they're fine. They think that they're better than they are. We've lost all our hunger. We're not where we're supposed to be. I think it's time for some players to go. Like, this might be their last game. Like, he really just goes all in. It's just like this is his most embarrassing game. Not other games, not anything else this season, but he really has taken this as like a – watershed game for Leicester where maybe he's angling for an out. I don't know what team he would be coached for, but it seems like he's putting himself on the line of saying, you back me and get the guys out or we need more players or something because the Rogers experience is ending there or the players that were part of this rise have to get moved. Well, let's get deeper into Leicester because go, let's go back to their, their storybook season, their title winning season, right? They lost Mares right after that. It was Conte they, they lost right away. That's uh, uh, so they kept Mares for another season. They kept Mares and okay. Vardy for the, the well, next Vardy's season. Still there, but 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 right. the point that I'm I'm getting at is that they started to have pieces picked off, as you see all the time. Um, Danny Drinkwater, don't forget. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so I think um, you had good recruitment. Um, I think. You know, you know that you brought in Telemans. Uh, I don't remember exactly when you brought along Madison. Um, so there was a good combination of recruitment, uh, Barnes, and and bringing people through the academy. And, they, got, and they, got, they have a lot of injuries this year. It's really hurting. and they've had a, a tremendous amount of injuries. Right, and West Morgan and and the, their defense gone. gets old and broken and whatever else. The problem is, is that they don't have the. They are more ambitious than Spurs over the over that time, and it's not close. Sure. But they they have the similar problem where they kind of can't miss on big ones. Not that they have made big big splashes, I suppose. I think that Fofana breaking his leg in the first game of the season not sure. great. Well, absolutely, Johnny I'm, Evans. No, but I'm looking at it. I'm looking yeah. at it over the last five years, right? And so yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there's there's a there's an inflection point here that I don't think a lot of people draw conclusions back to. But their owner dying tragically and leaving the club basically sort of as an orphan. Like they have owners and all that stuff. But the that son guy is was, there. Yeah, but that guy was bought all the way in. Right? So I, I don't know. I, I have I would have to look into it more. But it feels like the recruitment and the business side of things from Lester's perspective has fallen off since then. Um, and – Look, I mean, you can make a direct argument to their finishes in the table, right? Because they were a consistent top four threat after that title. And then they're sort of starting to now you see. You had had the Shakespeare season. You had the Puel season, which was awful. The change is Rodgers is a good coach. Like he lifted them up. 
He got them to play. Yeah, he okay. put them in the better position. He put the kids in the position. They've been decimated. I think it's it's a Rogers thing where he's a he's a nearly there. I mean, and getting that FA Cup was important for him, but they have no competition for places. The big issue they have is who's pushing Telemans? Nobody. Who's right. behind Soyenchu? Nobody. Well, they had you know they had the good wing backs. They had. I, I can't remember. They had Pereira and the other one on the other side. Oh, Chilwell, Ben Chilwell, who they who they got Chilwell. taken away, right? Also, really, Castagna. really good. Yeah, yeah. Castagna. So they have they have these good players that have moved on and moved up, and you know, Indeedy was has been in Africa all this time, and that's been a difficulty for them. Uh, the the Pats and Daka thing, I think, has worked. I think you can have. I don't think more. you can ask much more of him. Yeah, he's been good, exciting. In limited, he, in limited he gives minutes. you he gives you like a okay, this is going to happen. Ihanacho has been okay. Madison had a trouble at first, but he's been playing well. The problem is defense; they're terrible. They can't yeah. stop set pieces. They give up goals on set pieces like they're easy. Like mm-hmm. Soyenchu's decline. The fact that I thought he was good at one time, and I was like, oh, Spurs should get Soyenchu. Clearly, Johnny Evans literally was a fucking on a marionette and was telling him where to go. Because Soyenchu was fast. He seemed to be reckless but in control. He had a, a Nico Altamendi quality to him. He did. Very or, or a Davidson Sanchez quality to him. Or a, you know, a Tangley. Who's your fullback, the black guy from France? <laughs> Serge Aurier. So he had a surge or that, that sort of aggressive, no, 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 yes, or yes, 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 no, you know, that kind of like, please don't go down or, Mm -hmm. so he has that quality, but now it's just not working at all. And he's in the wrong places. So they seem to be giving up goals like crazy on that. And I can't figure it out, but this was a watershed moment for them in that they really are damaged and um, they don't have a leader and a messiah and a player who won't let them lose the way that West Ham do. <laughs> and yeah, I, I transitioned this really segue. well right into Declan Rice. I just who, want um, to be so sad for Kitty Minster. Yeah, yeah. All right, our friends from the UK, thank you for listening, by the way. We see you. If you have friends who are Kitty Minster supporters, please give them our greatest, condolences. biggest condolences. Give them a hug. Like, I know. You guys don't have any restrictions over there anymore. Just... Go give the fucking people a hug. They need it. That's that's rip your heart out and show it to you twice. Yeah. Uh, West yeah. Ham with the late, as you alluded to in the, in the scores, uh, Rice with the the last second, ninety first minute equalizer, and then was it Bowen in the hundred and twenty minute? Yeah, of course. My other son uh, comes in. Just <laughs> legend. <laughs> and it was interesting. So, um, a friend of the show, Jesse Marshall, a writer at the Athletic, big West Ham supporter. We had him on last year. We should do that again sometime. Yeah. Um, but so I watch him go through the West Ham motions. Oh, uh, baby! And he's very active on Twitter during the yeah. matches and all that stuff. And it was just, and we talked about it as the window closed. How they didn't have any ambition and they didn't bring anybody in, and it just felt like such a stale project. Um, the entire game and and. I honestly, I watched more of Jesse's Twitter account than I did the match, even well, though it was because it wasn't on. good. It was bad. Like no. it was not a good game. No. But Moyes, to his credit, he tries to get a lot out of the squad. There's nothing there. Second half, 45th minute, Declan Rice comes on. He's like, not to fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> then 63rd minute, he brings on Socek. He's like, we're go, we're goodbye, Mark Noble. Fuck off. 
Then late on, he brings on four nails. He's like, Vlasic, you're shit. Let's get the band back together. The only guy I'm not bringing on is Antonio, who he clearly has to rest for these bigger games. Right. And Declan Rice is just like, that goal that he scores at the end, he picks it up from the fucking, from about, from the three-quarter line in his own half, runs through the hole of Kitty Minster, does like a two-step in the box, cuts on, you know, gets past three defenders, fires it top shelf, and does a fucking Michael Jackson hee-hee dance and grabs his dick. <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> just like, in the 91st minute, to just be like, not today. Like, heroic. Like, Roy the Rover's classic. And just to do that, to be the man at a team, to have that moment, to be English, to have the pundits just be like, Declan Rice should be a Manchester United player. If I were Declan Rice, and I don't care how much he loves Chelsea, I would just be like, I'm never leaving West Ham. I don't care. I'm going to make this team a team to be reckoned with. Because if he stays. He's a legend. He is a stat. He's a legend. And maybe Mark Noble, who he really, really loves. So he had an interview with um, Phil Neville. He does this sort of like meetup thing where he like walks through the guy's neighborhood and they talk shit. Oh, you mean like on a golf course three days after the season? No, no, not, not that. This is like through the well, Harry Kane was special. This is he is special in the neighborhood. Like the you know, this is they go through yeah, like bad guys' yeah, neighborhoods yeah, anyway. Yeah. So Declan Rice is just like, oh, Mark Noble is the best. He's the guy, you know, he was so effusive about how cool he was to him and kind and whatever. And I was like, oh, Mark Noble, really? He seemed like a real fucking asshole, but he just seemed, I guess he made that transition really good. But uh maybe he'll stay. I hope he doesn't go to Chelsea. Like it just people who go to Chelsea with expectations seem to fail. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of guys you don't expect to do well, do really <laughs> well at Chelsea. It's when you're like, Oh my God, he's Chelsea through and through and he goes to Chelsea and it's a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I don't want, I don't want rice and Mount at Chelsea. Like it doesn't work with Tuchel, the Germanness, let them all be foreigners and weird and like weird Soviet guys. But Rice at, at West Ham would be amazing. Merson's already banging a drum. Oh, United have to sign him. Uh, and that's sort of where we go there. Hey, real quick. Remember yeah. that time two idiots with microphones said United has to sign him a fucking year ago? I remember that because it was us. <laughs> of course. I mean, it's it's a no-brainer. It's like, the, said, who, hey, Manchester United, gosh, you guys are buying a lot of fucking attackers. That feels like you don't need any attackers. What you need is a six to keep your fucking line together. What you need is Declan Right? You know what? <laughs> so Kitty Minster, we're sad for. Kitty Minster, really good. They have a really, really, I mean, maybe it's old guy yelling at Cloud moment, but they have a really cool super fan in Robert Plant, the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin's still cool, right? Yes. Led yes, Zeppelin's so sure. cool that a band basically my age is more or less new Led Zeppelin. Okay. They're cool. Greta Van Fleet, and they're oh, literally yeah. – put them on, and you you can't tell the fucking difference. Aside from, like, two songs that I know are so, theirs. So, apparently, like, Robert Plant anyway. is wolf, is a Wolves guy, but he's been going to these Kitty Minster Harrio games. So, that's cool. They oh, get, God like, bless him. That's fun. That's cool. That's super cool. I like that a lot. So, he was there. Kitty Minster, respect. Respect to them. And then we transition to a team that – don't deserve any respect. And it's Manchester United no. who in the first game, in the spotlight, at home, play well. They were good. They were good. In the first half of that game, they were good. But as as per usual, 
miss chances, miss chances, miss chances. As a City fan who knows, when you miss chances to these shitty teams that bunker in with good coaching, you will rue those missed chances. So mm-hmm. second half, you know, they, they're dominating. I think in this game, uh, United, I think, had 30 shots, 10 on target. I mean, it's just a dominant performance, but right. not so much in the second half. And we knew Chris Wilder would find a way to pull his team back together. And he effectively did and neutralized a little bit of what United was doing. They did have an open goal on a mistake by their goalkeeper that Bruno Fernandez miss mm. just straight up missed and yeah. it was a moment when like cristiano ronaldo was pressing it was crazy so the, ronaldo the, missed I, a penalty as well i mean the first i half, didn't I mean, get it to was see like... this one but i was I, a friend of mine is a united supporter and i just I, he texted me and i went oh my god that's right he's like this is bullshit i went they lost so i saw the, the highlights oh, but obviously, but but the, the replay on the handball is like yeah really but, but just the stats 30 shots for united Nine on target. Like, that's a lot on target, but 30 shots. Mm-hmm. Um, so for Burrow to get through is, is frankly, yeah. miraculous, right? Yeah. Like, 913 passes to 369. Like, yeah, it, this it, it, it was, was dominant. Downhill running the entire yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't want to, I wouldn't, I, I don't think that United fans should kill United. I mean, they got Pogba in. They're going through this thing with Greenwood, which is really bad as much as we make terrible jokes. I mean, they have a teammate who's 20 years old who's going to fucking go to jail or or something terrible. I saw that United made a statement or or not a statement. They emailed any fan who bought an officially licensed from the club Mason Greenwood jersey in the last, I don't know, two, maybe three seasons. They're letting them trade them in. Yeah, they're letting them trade them in for a new kit this season. And I yeah. think that's really an interesting and, and um, active. It, it, it's, it's done. It's not unusual. That no, no, no. Done. I know. Believe yeah. me, I've, I've actually have had kits traded in for, for other numbers. I have a story about that for another time, but um, I think that that's, that's really, really interesting. And, and the funny thing though, is that they said that fanatics, a U.S. based company who is synonymous with fucking up orders. They basically they own everything now, and they just go wide in their distribution system. But as their actual production, they're awful, <laughs> awful. They're the guys who bought our old company. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I actually I joked on 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 the Squeaky Bum Time Twitter account, which you should all follow if you're listening to this. Um, that this is a really great gesture by United, but I would keep the shirt just because I'm pretty sure that fanatics would spell Ronaldo wrong on a new one or some <laughs> shit like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one thing that was weird about this, and, and I do question why Alanga was the last one taking a penalty. It was the eighth penalty. I just feel bad for, you know, British. No, after five, play. after five, yeah. it's yeah, like, it's out of, you know. it's out of, it's out of the hands. It just feels shitty that of course, Alanga really misses it badly. Young player. Yeah. The abuse comes his way. It's, it's very similar. It Wait, sucks. Well, hold on. But we talked about this after the Euro when uh, Saka was that guy. Yeah. Now, that was a totally different scenario because he was the fifth shooter or the fourth shooter, whatever it was. Like, he was placed there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that was what was wrong about it. Yeah. Um, I talk all, you know, a lot on the show, like, how, why would you have – your best shooter go last if you risk not having him shoot, right? It so happened in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. So <laughs> nonetheless, uh, you you know, 
that was different because he should have never been in that position. Alanga yeah. didn't have anywhere to hide, really. Yeah, he's point, on the field. Right? It happened. So, so that, yeah. that stinks. So but unfortunate. The, the, but the also, abuse anytime, anytime a black player misses something, and I know this is February, so this is sack fucking religious at this point. Yeah. Like, it's not because people are racist. It's because people are subhuman and yelling at a kid because their team lost a match. But now, now we're already going to detach ourselves. We're going to choose when we're allowing people to be fanatical and not right. So like first and foremost, it's shut bad. the fuck up. It's second. Bad. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. They're listen, talking, sending him a, a happy tweet on social media is equally as stupid as saying you piece of shit. You missed the penalty, but to be very clear. And I know, Oh that no, there they, is a subset. It, they literally probably just send him fucking monkey emojis. Well, I mean, okay. And really I was going to say, I know that there is a subset <laughs> of this abuse that, that do have, extremely racist connotations to it. Yeah. But, but if, most fans are just yelling at him because he's an asshole and he missed. But if I'm in the stadium and <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm an, and I'm a United fan and goal, goal, goal. And Elanga misses and we lose. I go, Oh fuck. Right. Yeah. Son of a bitch. We lost the fucking guy. You fucking kid. What the fuck? Blah, blah, blah. I'm that a doesn't racist mean you're a racist. No, no, no. Come on. No, it's, so it's, it's the wrong bad stuff. To, it's wrong to yell at them. It's wrong. Leave the fucking kids alone on social media. Leave them the fuck alone. Argue yeah. with each other. Argue with us. We're yeah. shitheads. We're worthless. Yeah. Argue with yeah. us. Leave the fucking kids alone. So, so, so one thing I do, we, I do take the victory lap. I knew I, we call, I called it. I was like, Chris you said, Wilder. You said, Chris no, Wilder's you said, gonna fight. <laughs> you said even more. You said it's going to be a draw and they'll lose on penalties. <laughs> If I, I, I and you said, is this going to be your plus one thousand? I never looked at the line. If I had gone for it, my <laughs> God, we might have to make a Patreon where we do the betting stuff and just kind of do it on another day because it oh, seems God. like a lot. And maybe nobody we do... would buy that. I'm going to tell you. You know the, what? The, the maybe listener. they would. I'm going to tell the listener <laughs> if we ever do that, don't subscribe to it. Okay, <laughs> it's horrible advice. In fact, in fact, if you do, you're an you idiot. Make, no, well, no, no, no. Actually, I ha if you are going to fade every pick and you'll be about 80% right. You won't make any money because it'll be like Liverpool minus 375 Yay. against Norwich. But <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, who knows? Okay. Who <laughs> Dude, knows? We have, we have track records from the early part of the season. We know. And anybody who <laughs> listens, they know. I'm still up $300. They called me, Bet USA. Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're checking on me. Uh, <laughs> I, I do have a question. So we've got we've got a cut. We got Boreham Woods still through. They 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 hurt. They they're they're a non-league side. They celebrate. So the the wonder of the cup is still there, but not really because in the round of 16, aka the fifth round, it's all championship sides and Premier League sides yeah. except for Boreham Wood, who take out Bournemouth. Who are really focused on uh, making it back to the Premier League? But I do have a question: When and how are cup runs worth it? Like, what are they for? Because really, we all know that eventually you run into the, one of the mega buzz sauces of of City. Or You're saying Chelsea. a cup run, a cup run for a lower level team, or even not even lower level at the Championship level, at the back half of the Premier League level. When does it? When is it not worth it anymore? For for West Ham, I think it is worth it. For Brighton, I think it was worth it. For Spurs, I think it's definitely worth it. But maybe not for top four, not if it's in... Well, that's what I mean, right? So, so the yeah. only clubs that I find that you could argue it's not necessarily worth it, and I've said this about the League Cup every year in Ever. succession, right? Um, <laughs> is that it becomes... And, and, and Europa League, too, I've always said. And 
by the way, if I've said it about Europa League, I sure as shit have said it about the Europa Conference League. That you guys um, are out of on a first club, First English club ever to be eliminated from the Europa Conference League. Put it in the trophy case. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to have all of these, frankly, distractions from your mission, which is to compete uh, for a Champions League spot, realistically, right? And ideally the Premier League title, but not recently. So those are your two mission statements at the beginning of the year including the FA Cup as well. But if you're Spurs or or probably later Everton or a Leicester or a West Ham or an Arsenal, I'm thinking where those more... teams are all sort of embroiled in that four-ish spot. Yeah. Not necessarily Everton, I'm just saying. But like, yeah, I mean, it becomes a distraction, right? Well, I'm thinking more of teams like, and you don't have to know about this stuff, but like a team like Nottingham Forest. They're 25 years out of the Premier League. I think they're now on year 16 in the championship. Mm -hmm. This is the best team they've had in probably five to 10 years. They Mm -hmm. actually have a good coach. They're playing well. They're two points off the playoff spot. They make this amazing win against Leicester. Do they keep driving for it? Because, I mean, if you think making it to the Champions League is worth a lot of money, try making it to the Premier League. That's worth a lot of fucking money. (laughs) I get it. So so those are the sort of things like, when is a cup run worth it? And I listened to something today that the guy said, it's just like, you just have to play the next game and and hope for moments, right? Like, just because you make the the fourth round, it doesn't mean you change your priorities and go, oh, we're going to emphasize it now that we're in the fifth round. (laughs) Right, right. Right, you just go, I'm just going to have another game. And I got to have a derby with Leicester and it was amazing. So Forest is sort of I was gonna say Forest is sort of a bad example because they had a derby where they were home. You're not going to turn a blind eye to that, right? If you can knock off your Premier League rival, uh, awesome. yeah, no, you get jazzed up for that. In fact, in retrospect, Nottingham Forest. In fact, the Leicester fans bet. were throwing chairs through the cafes in the streets of uh, exactly, which is so, pretty incredible. <laughs> and then that, I think that stuff about still goes on. I think about how Nottingham Forest is on this run. It's very similar to the Champions League run that Spurs made. Yeah. Um, and every whatever it is, like May 26th at this point, like I get to sit down and watch Lucas Mora highlights the whole day. <laughs> right. Like, so no, we didn't win the 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 tournament that year. No, we lost the final, obviously, but like I still have those memories and I get to giggle about them once or twice a year, every year until I'm fucking dead. And that's what Nor Nottingham Forest fans feel right the trouble is you on your ivory tower you don't see how the rest of us live but you just accumulate wealth and trophies and success <laughs> whereas the rest of us it's like it's like the uh, the monty python skit where like they're like the two serfs are like throwing shit at each other and then they get yeah. into an argument about government but like um which used to be funny by the way uh you know like any grasp at success you can have which is why they have the fucking league cup it's because of money. Yeah, it's fun. Well, but, it's 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 so that's, to, it's to make money because they found out I was gonna say, yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but if like you said, you don't change your mission because you've advanced in the FA Cup. For some clubs, it does become a bit of a distraction because one more game, we're in court, you know, into the quarterfinals now. So that becomes a higher priority. Whereas you've got Spurs playing, let's say, Crystal Palace in the in the quarterfinal. At Selhurst Park, and oh by the way, three days later they have to go to Anfield in the Premier League. Oh, or, you guys have, you know what I mean? We actually have the next round. You have Borough. 
No, I know. I'm saying, I'm saying, okay. if you win that one, you and you, and you get Palliser, you're going to get a Premier League side at that point. So you're adding, you're not adding games against Kittyminster or you know Coventry. You're adding games at that point to the schedule that are significant in both value, in both uh, fan equity, if you will, but also now there's a roadblock to your actual mission, right? And so that's yeah, kind of where, and that, and that's why teams like the, the United in '99 get a lot of credit and people consider them a great team because at the business end of the season being in three competitions is really fucking hard it's difficult you're, yeah you're fucking burnt out you're like could i just not give a shit about some game please because yeah. i'm tired yes mm-hmm. even though that team only had 80 79 points they're not the greatest team ever shut the fuck up mm-hmm. they should have lost anyway i'm not gonna yell about that they were good the next year, though. They did right. play really well in 99-2000. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's one of these things that's interesting about where you are in the status of your club and how you get to where you're going to go and what happens next. And I think, you know, for Spurs, I think it's something to target because on a one-off game, you can beat – you're one of the teams that can beat someone, right? Yeah, like, sure. you can beat City. It, it happens. It's it not, happens. Out of fact, the blue. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea's not particularly good. Liverpool, as long as they're not at home, they can be beaten. It's not mm-hmm. inconceivable. And a draw puts you into the lottery, basically, right? You, you know, it's a shootout. Now that they don't have replays, replays made it really hard to get beaten, right? Like, well, replays, but also the, the like replays the, back, were the, for the smaller teams. Right, they but they were also a holdover from what the cup was a hundred years ago, where it'd be like, oh, we'll just tut, tut, let's replay think the, the game. Plays will be back the, because they didn't. They'll never it. bring them back. Why? Because are they the big, that allergic the, to money? The big teams don't want to play those games. Oh, I know. There's so many more games now, so there's extra windows. There's extra this. There's but league, not for like, Cambridge United, right? And not, I understand, not that they I, have a seat I, at the table. Yeah, but, they don't. They have no say. Yeah. I see. I think the FA spans much wider. Like, oh yeah, the it, FA go is supposed to represent all English. But that's football. what I mean. I don't think they bend a knee to the the three or four big clubs. They you think will that, give them. You think that COVID clear? They go back to replays. I don't think. Well, so. one other thing, we don't have a fucking World Cup in the middle of the season. Now we have to hurry up and get this season over by, right? <laughs> so we can start the transfer window. So we can close it. So we can go do the World Cup six. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah. what's that, that's we the haven't, point. We have, not we have touched, to finish. We haven't touched too much on Chelsea, who were also oh, in a horrible. bit of a a pickle. They're Plymouth still Arvale. not they, great socks. Uh, great they're socks. still not really playing that well. They should not have had trouble with this team. Lukaku still not connecting. The whole thing is weird. I I think Tuchel's a great coach. I do think that the way he handled the Lukaku to Inter thing, maybe in retrospect, maybe I'm creating a narrative. Maybe he fucked up Lukaku a little bit. Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, I do think that they they don't have another game for another two weeks now. <laughs> they don't. Oh, because no. of this that weird cancellation that I don't know about. Yeah, they they are not playing. Sorry, they have the Club World Cup. Actually, that's why they had their games on Wednesday. That's why that's why the Arsenal game is postponed because they have to go to like somewhere in hell, Mohammed bin Zayed Stadium. Aha, in Saudi Arabia, Uh, Abu Dhabi. Oh, the other one. Oh, that's my hometown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. 
Um, yeah, the Emirates, right? Abu Dhabi yeah. is the Emirates. But so they'll send nobodies to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they've got a bit of a, of a stretch. Oh, no, they're going to try and win that. That's an important You think so? Yes, absolutely. Why? Because a Roman and he wants to be on the, the because I stage? think I think that, and we have this problem, and we haven't touched on the African Cup of Nations final because neither of us watched it, unfortunately. Uh, so shout out to Senegal. Fantastic for Mane. I love it. Fantastic. Uh, and I love seeing Salah cry. <laughs> yes, I like seeing Salah cry. Uh, but it was it was very cagey, very nil nil, very ugh. Uh, Senegal was just far better, and they were the favorites going into it. So good for them. Shout out to African football. I love seeing crowds of fucking black people celebrating joy without a fucking white person anywhere, and there's thousands of them. For some reason, that makes me feel good. I don't know why. It just cultures being themselves makes me feel good. Um, so shout out to Mane and Senegal. They all come back. Uh, what was I going to say was the Club World Cup is is an important thing around the world. It's less important for our Eurocentric kind of folks who have the Premier League and the Champions League. Like, yeah, what do you mean I have to play in this tournament? I'm already the best team in the world. But for teams from South America and Asia and and CAF and all these other places, it's their chance to be like, my league is good and mm-hmm. I'm going to beat you. Uh, and these games matter. And around the world, it's a bigger deal. Like South America respects this tournament. And and when the Brazilian teams go, they take it really fucking seriously. They're like, yeah, you think you're rich? Fucking European leagues are good? Watch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't win very often, but they do try to win. Sure. And they take it seriously. Although, if I recall, Jurgen Klopp had a moment where he just fucking had a shit fit. And was like, we're not sending anyone to this thing. Oh, that's they weird. You're bitched moaning complain about something? Yes. Has that ever happened before once? <laughs> Never. Uh, oh, I didn't mention Liverpool. They did have Diaz play. They did have Harvey Elliott. Is that the guy ah, who was going to be that guy. one of my championship sons? No, he's that the I noticed from ripping on Harry Kane. Yeah, he, um, he not Harvey Elliott. Yeah, well, oh, anyway. I hope he breaks his leg again. It was his ankle. Uh, but he was a friend of mine from the championship that I noticed coming out of Blackburn, just like Carvalho from Fulham. I didn't talk too much about the City game, but City got the kids on. My other son, my real son, not an adopted son, uh, Liam DeLat gets some time. Mm-hmm. Scores a goal, but he was offside. You know, City seem to be targeting individual special players out of their academy that they hold on to, that they don't want to move on from, that could be valuable whether they sell them or they become players. I think Delap becomes a little bit of leverage on the Holland front. Uh, I don't think you know th- these are things. I mean, City has luxuries. They don't. It doesn't. But this is matter. not a place where they have a luxury, right? Like I, I we've yeah, talked up about front. It. No, no. So so what? Unless somebody's coming here saying we'll give you fifty million for this unproven academy product, like the, you, of course you would put them. You know, hold on to yeah, him, and right? I think so. he was going to play, and 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 Pep was really effusive about the young kids. But I, what I really liked was one, Fulham came to play. They scored their goal. City were bad in the first half. They were, but you did. Pro- you said that too. You said if Ake plays, Fulham will be on the board. <laughs> yeah. So he played and eight scored yeah. on his side. Uh, he got he got drawn out to him. But I think the Pep made some adjustment. It was one of these. No one knows what the adjustment is. But he probably just moved the guy 10 feet another direction, completely changed the way they play, and they just became City and had 90% possession for the rest of the game. I was like, how the fuck did they do that? Like, Pep is seeing shit that we don't see that is just like he knows that his team's out of tune. He took blame. He was like, 
I had this plan and they did something else and we had to change it and we changed it. It was fine. I was like, so he is, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Pep Guardiola is Gordon Ramsay on those cooking shows. Yeah. And this was the kids cooking show. You ever see the yeah. difference? Was it, you fucking donkey. And then like, and then like, yeah. it's a kid. He's like, it's okay, sweetheart. It's all yeah. right. Like that's Liam Delapa. Yeah. It's okay, sweetheart. Yeah. So he brought the kids on McAtee. Yeah. They're all resigning. There's a lot of groundswell within the city camp that Guardiola, whose contract is up in 18 months, will resign and do a clean mm. 10 years at City. Interesting. Uh, so I, I, I think that if he does, City will keep winning. But I think that the narrative that City is breaking football is really a narrative about Pep. I don't think we're this good. I think we'd just be just the same as your Liverpools and Chelsea's and sputtering if we didn't have Pep. <laughs> I think he's no, that that's good. fair. Do yeah. you think that the Sancho ordeal changed the way that A, Manchester City view their academy and their their prize, uh, you know, youngsters, and B, more importantly, do you think it changed how Pep treats them? I think that everything about City is in line with Cruyff, Barcelona, Cruyff as coach, Masia as central system and if you keep it moving you keep developing and when there is a moment that you have special players you use them but it's about identifying them and finding them in the moment like that you that one thing that i think alex ferguson always had right was you do build the team with youth and you do have those players because they create the through line that connects your team through history and to the fans, right? Like, well, it's that, like and they, they connect the rest of the players who come in to the ethos. Yes, yes. So Rashford and McTominay are actually way more important than any of the players that are on the team. Like, I think McTominay is really an important player for United, even yeah. though he they all want to get rid of him. And I think for City, Phil Foden is way more important for them than Yaya Torre. Well, no. no then no, Yaya well, Torre, then Silva, yeah, yeah. But but By those the way, guys. Sterling are... was going to be you fucking donkey. Like that's who he's talking to when he says that. I know. Um, Poor Ster- Sterling wait, just just can't be loved. But that's weird. why I ask about Phil yeah. Foden because you Super saw important. them let you yes, but you saw them let Sancho get away, and they went Phil. What do you want? When can we give it to you? How much of it would you like? I don't. I think Sancho didn't care. I think he's a Southern kid. He's not a City fan. He went and was bought. By unite by city, right? He's from London originally, right? Yeah, yeah. They all the yeah. He 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 was not. He's not from the north. Like this, the shit that we don't understand. Like the north is the north. That shit is different. It's not London. If you're from London, you don't want to be there. You're from. You're no. in a foreign fucking country. You're like, I don't want to be in the north. The north is. I, there, there's there's a wall. There's wildlings. I'm not into this. I'm gonna <laughs> stay in King's Landing. And if I have a soggy bottom, whatever the fuck that place was called, flea bottom, then that's where I'm from. And I'm never going to the wall ever again because it's cold and the sky is low to the ground. And no, I'm not going there. So that's <laughs> the thing that's interesting. I mean, but then on the juxtaposition of that is Tosan Arabayo, who's the fullback for Fulham, who will really play, is really good, is a City product. He started at City at eight years old, and he just couldn't crack the team. And, well, and sure, Pep, Pep had to look at him and said, you know what? Go play at Fulham. You're, no, no, no. no. But and he'll carry City with him. Yeah. The, of course, every club who brings good academy products to has plenty of that, right? Yeah. Um, 
But no, I like Lamptey, hear- right? Lamptey was tough against your team. He's sure. a Chelsea kid. Mm. <laughs> and he's going to be on your team. I fucking hate playing Chelsea loan kids or Chelsea products, I should say, because they yeah. just they love so a game against Tottenham. By oh. the way, did what did you think of Brighton's second half? I really I thought the first 15 minutes you guys were on the ropes. Oh, but no you're shit. playing Ta- like you Tottenham, had a two-goal lead. Yeah, Tottenham with a lead was shaky. That's uh, shocking. But Basuma no, I think, was good, like I said. I was no, like, I thought that, like, holy uh, shit, I that, Basuma's petrifying. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought that Mope skied one uh, yep. early in the fir- or late in the first half. On that nice turn, yeah. Yeah, um, that was just a, a terrible finish on a, on a really good build-up play by Brent, uh, Brenton Brightford. He might be terrible at Brightford. finishing there, How about but that? not Brighton. terrible at finishing other things. There you go. <laughs> Uh, no, I thought, like I said earlier, I thought Brighton had their chances. And I thought on a better day that they, they go into half uh, with probably with 2-1. Uh, uh, realistically, probably 1-1. No because I, for, I forgot Trossard wasn't playing. Everything sort of went well for Spurs in the first half, right? Like Brighton three shots, chances, three goals, basically, yeah. Right. Brighton missed their chances, but you had a fluke on the second goal. In fact, the first goal was not nearly talked about enough because it, it was, was really an good. absolute dime from Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, but the second goal was a complete fluke. So, yeah. okay. Somewhere in the middle. Fine. It like XG probably evens it's those out. Close, Actually, yeah. in fact, XG has, has nothing to say much for Kane because he was so far out. Um, but fine. So everything kind of went Spurs way in the first half. They kind of get punched in the mouth and thankfully Kane pulls them from the abyss and scores the, the third goal. Whereas everybody kind of went back into second gear at that point. Yeah. Okay. So, but what did you think? So I know you don't watch Brighton all the time, but you did get an A team of Brighton, Cucurella, Lamptey, mm-hmm. Mulder, who had some good spots at the edge of the box and just skied him. A better, right. yeah. a better finisher might have put him on target. At I least. understood what it what you have always. I'm mean, not that I've never seen Brighton. No, but watching them closely for 90 minutes, I was like, yeah, no, they just they they're not clinical. They're very good. Very they're good. Not, they're not. No, they don't. They don't. They don't have a guy, right? But they're. But, but they do have. Basuma. But they are enjoyable to watch. They're so fun. They and play. Tough. They play uh, sprightly football, is what I would say, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they just. But, but yeah, when they get in the dangerous areas, they very rarely have anything. It's almost like they're like, oh shit, they're basically virgins, right? Yeah. They're like, oh man, really good at talking to girls, all that stuff. They get into the bedroom, they're like, it does what? It gets. Wetter? Oh God! Oh, or the oh, other analogy oh. is is that they're like pimp in training. They 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 they're like the the thirteen year old guy who's kind of cool. His brother's sixteen. He kind of the the the, the, the girl his brother's girlfriends like him, and they're like, hey, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> you know, like, look, you got moves. You look right, but not really. Not yet. Not yet. Back <laughs> or never. Minors. Right. Oh, Patson Daka on that team. God damn it! Uh, he'd be great. Doing Potter. He'd be great. Anyway, I think we're getting close to the end. Let's talk about games coming up because they are on they the are. way. Mid-week games. Wow. E wow. Tomorrow. What? Newcastle. New Newcastle. Ooh, against Everton. Bit, against at sort home. of new, wait, against sort of new Everton. Yeah, this is the battle of new. Uh this is That's a game for Everton. This is a game for Newcastle. Like, I circle this one and go, you know what? We're gonna go get this game. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. so that's a good one um uh uncle Roy against west ham not interesting not don't really want that one burnley man united these are some of these makeup games where if burnley's going to get out of the bottom three are they going to get something against man united they did they barely reloaded 
I don't expect away. Half of Burnley will be Man United fans anyway. After, and after United after a loss is almost a lock, right? Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You're in turf more, so it's not yeah. a gimme. It's a night game. It's probably going to be fucking raining and cold. So it is very Burnley. Yeah. But United are United just got punched, and they yeah. usually punch back pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. And they played decent, to be fair. Uh, sure. Norwich Crystal Palace, this game is just for me to watch Elise and Eze, more Elise. The more uh, Elise I can see from Palace to go along with Gallagher, the better. I love it. This is a trap game for you. Tottenham, mm-hmm. Southampton, this is a uh, good game. Well, be they're going to play with fucking... 11 players this time. Um, be... I'm still mad at the last time we played them, uh, probably like six weeks ago, where uh, Spurs just did – they got fucked on an offside, a phantom offside with Kane – uh and uh oh you got they, sent did you get oh they got they had sent a player off. sent off uh right before half i think and that yeah, saved your up, ass because you were one right because the first half you got destroyed yeah like yeah it was scary. But again but again uh now the thing for spurs is is frankly is the amount of depth that we don't have because they got rid you've of gotten rid of all the dead wood okay you've got the sharpened you know the the finished products that you say you want but God forbid if any of them go down, you're in a deep. You know what? Shit, City, so. City's in that space. There is an argument to be made that you really want your squad to be at like 18 if it yeah. can be good enough, because that really makes it tight, really makes you able to play. And you're just like, these are the guys that play, and that's well, it. Look, I mean, it's it's when Pochettino had it, he was rotating the fullbacks and like a center back yeah. every game. Yeah. Everybody else was pretty much nailed on. Now, yeah. You need maybe one or two more players. In we that. need competition, probably... guys that are pushing. Yeah, yeah, but at that point, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then City versus Brentford. Uh, this game, uh, not worried about City at home, but you know, Brentford are interesting. I just, I don't see it anymore. I can't no, see I how they're the going to get anything from the magic. It. Is going out. Although uh, Aston Villa leads should wait, be a good one. Yes. Let go me ahead. go back to City. Will we see Christian Eriksen in this game? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if he starts. I don't know if he's physically fit to start. Or last 15 minutes. Fit, physically fit to not fucking die, God willing. Um, I think he goes in the last 30 if it's close, right? Yeah. So he's, he probably won't start. But if City have are, are two up, then they'll do last 15 minutes to get him, uh, you know, kind of I wonder. I wonder if more if it's City a one-goal game. Yeah. I wonder, if more game. I, I wonder if more City kids will play uh if 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 city can get out to a big lead villa leads that promises to be a good one uh we talked about the player of the month we i shared with you from who scored ml buendia getting a tune coming back into line a lot of villas good vibes from villa they really haven't lost a game they were supposed to win yet yeah except for brentford who they Ask any Villa fan. They can't beat Brentford. <laughs> so that was weird. And then this game would have been a good game on Thursday. Mm, Liverpool-Leicester. But now I don't think so. I think at home, I think Liverpool with the way they play on set pieces, not even from their open play. Mane and Saleh won't be back. I would imagine they'd get at yeah, least a week off. They're not going to play. Oh, they'd get well, a week off. Yeah. They just play yeah, the final. Will. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they got to right. fly in. I don't know. I think they'll give them a rest. But Leicester are so bad right now. This could be a Nadir game. Maybe Rodgers even resigns. I don't even know. And then Wolves Arsenal is interesting because I think the player, the team that wins this can really sort of maybe stake a claim to an outside shot at the top four. If Wolves lose, then I think we kind of go, okay, Wolves aren't really ready. They are but who Mat- we thought they were, yeah. Right, but Matinho was a player of the month. Saz was the goalie of the month. 
Wolves, very, very, very good squad. Hey, that look. If you fuck around on, they will beat you. Yeah, look, they've won four of the last five in the Premier League. They've climbed up the table very quietly. Um, still and there is a gap. There's a separation <laughs> gap between them and Brighton at the 8-9 spot. They have a game in hand and four points and goal difference. So, yeah, like you said, put it this way. If they beat Arsenal, they go ahead of Arsenal. They go one point behind United, depending on their results. So, I mean, yeah, they're right in the European places. So, listen to the show. Get involved. Go on Fan Hub. Go on Chop Sports. Get involved with our stuff. Because when the weeks are going and the games are going, we're covering them. We're on it. Let us know what you want to hear. And I'm going to take us out of here. That Let's go. was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the aforementioned Chop Sports Network and growing. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss a show. And we need you to rate and review the show. For Christ's sake, get involved. And subscribe on YouTube because we broadcast the show live the following day. <laughs> and we would respond. <laughs> we would respond uh, to your comments if you Dramatic were live. Pause. So we watch ourselves on there like a pair of weirdos.